killers, murderers, decoding the crime verse. 911, what's your emergency? Welcome back to another episode of Decoding the Crime Burst. I am Danny, And this is Nalzili. And if you haven't seen by the topic today, we are talking about the Peaky Blinders. Now, if you have Netflix and you've scrolled on Netflix, you might have seen that there is a show um, that has been made by BBC and Netflix together called Peaky Blinders. And well, it is based off these real people. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately... The show is very good. It's probably one of the best I've ever watched, but honestly. The, but, but these people are a letdown. How can such an epic show be based on such boring people? I don't know. But I suppose that's the beauty of creative writing. Yeah. So the Peaky Blinders were a street gang based in Birmingham, England that operated from the end of the 19th century to the early 1900s. The group grew out of harsh economic deprivations of the working class and they gained power via robbery, violence, racketeering, illegal bookmaking and the control of gambling. It also said that they were charged with hooliganism. Guys, who knew hooliganism was a crime? I would have been in jail a long time ago. Can I tell you, I really just thought that's something your parents called you when you <laughs> misbehaved. Like, my dad yeah. would be like, you're such a hooligan. Well, apparently I would have been in jail <laughs> in, the 19, in the 1800s. Okay. I don't even know what it is. It just says you bully people. How is bullying a crime? Yeah, no, definitely would have been in jail a long yeah, time Yeah, guys, ago. I would have been gone. <laughs> gone long ago. <laughs> so let's look at the name because the name is quite interesting for the Peaky Blinders. Now... I'm going to tell, we're going to tell you three different theories where this name comes from because people actually don't know the origins of the name. Yeah. And then we're going to tell you which one it really is. So the first theory is that, well, a blinder is just someone who has a very striking appearance, which they did, They, which we'll talk about when we come to the way they dressed. So it was the Peaky Blinders because they had these striking appearances. The second was that they used the cap for... um to hide their face, kind of like blind their face from people's views so that they couldn't be identified. And then the third um, theory was that they used to stitch razor blades into these caps. And then when they were in the fu- when they were in a fight, they would take their hat and slash it across a person's face, blinding them. Now, if you ask me, that is such an epic name origin. Yeah. It's fake. It's fake. They you know, didn't, didn't realize. Razor blades were too expensive at that time for a local street gang to just be buying them for every Weren't member. these people rich? Yeah, but if you've got like 200 people in your gang yeah. and each of them now has to have yeah. razors and every time you fight you got to replace <laughs> the razor. Like, it's a oh, lot. Yeah, yeah, no, it is a lot. But like, because in the show, that's how the show starts. Um, or one of the episodes of the first season starts with Tommy Shelby going into a fight with his brother and they use the caps with the razor blades. And I was like, that's so freaking cool. Okay, it's not not real life. It's it's not real life. Okay, relax. Unfortunately. Relax. But that's not true. And I was very disappointed with that because that already is downgrading them. Yeah. Downgrade. By like 200,000. Points. No. We don't, we don't appreciate that. Okay. Don't get my hopes up. Yeah. And then tell me it's fake. No. Okay. So the origins 
of the gang is very similar to most other gangs. At the time, they were living hard lives, um, not many jobs available, you don't have food on the table. So what do you do? You start being a hooligan. Guys, please don't do that. <laughs> if you don't have food, please don't go rob people. <laughs> so basically, the gang started with like a whole bunch of people just um, pickpocketing, uh, yeah, and stealing. And they grew from there. And they grew from there. And they actually, the first mention on them of them was in March 1890 when they were in a newspaper for assaulting a person because they actually grew very, yeah. very violent, which I suppose then. F- would kind of make sense why the theory of the razor blade got into circulation, yeah. if that makes sense. Because, I mean, they're violent. That sounds like something they would do. So I'm not surprised the theory For me, exists, when so. we looked at the origins of the mafia gangs or mm-hmm. the people that did that type of organized crime, I mean, they went to people and they're like, you need protection, pay me. And then the people were like, protection from who? And they're like, from me, pay me. That's cooler <laughs> than pickpocketing. Yeah. 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 But they enjoyed the the publicity and yeah. continued with their violent streak. They were a gang which raged, ranged from ages very young to about their mid thirties. I mean, I think in the first season the main character's younger brother's like eleven. So you kinda see that they kinda roped in little kids yeah. from when they were young and then they just grew up in the gang. Um they had very some very powerful members and they did um form a sense of like hierarchy and order. Yeah. The thing is, though, with this gang, I mean, they didn't have someone who was, like, prominent. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, you have people who were famous, like Thomas Gilbert, um, and there were a couple of others. But, I mean, when you hear New York Mafia, you think of Bugsy Siegel, yes. you think of Maya Lansky, yes. you think of Luciano. When you think of Chicago, you think of Al Capone. Mm. Uh, there's another guy called Sam something. I can't say his surname. It starts with a G. <laughs> it's very Italian. Um, but they are prominent figures. But when you say Peaky Blinders, I don't think of, oh, this person. Okay, I think of Thomas Shelby, but he's fictional. Yeah. Um, which is also so unfortunate and such a downgrade. But anyway, we'll get there. We'll get there. So they didn't have any prominent figures. It was kind of... There was a gang and there was leadership and stuff like that, but no one who made headlines like Al Capone or Luciano did, if that makes sense. And they weren't... It wasn't like like one of those... um, families where you had to be blood related and stuff like that. It was just whoever was on the street could come in and work for them basically. And they participated in land grabs. That was actually one of the biggest things at that time where the the gangs were trying to um, get territory. So they'd basically fight a lot and shoot and throw stuff and like every other gang. Yeah. To get territory, which, which was also quite funny because after that, there were these things called uh, post code battles, which meant whoever won the fight, you had to respect the land now. <laughs> so, so you'll rob people, but you'll respect the postcode battles. These people are really weird. Yeah. Their, their sense of morals <laughs> and law are just out of whack. Just I'm just I'm just saying. And they rose to power and they actually got quite far. And I mean, obviously this was because of bribery. They they paid off people in law enforcement, yeah. lawyers, politicians, you name it. And, you know, I was thinking, you know why it was probably also so easy at that time? Because, like we said, these people joined the gang because it was hardships. 
So the police are facing the same hardships. So how do you make extra money? You take a bribe. Yeah. So I'm not surprised since they were all living in Birmingham. And it was said that at one point in Birmingham, you if you walked you if you walked into Birmingham, you were walking out without your money. It was just a fact. You you weren't walking <laughs> out with your your wallet. But then they just street thieves. That's also true. That's like boring. Do but, something fun. But what I also found was really interesting was that because the gang died out by the 1920s the actual Peaky Blinder gang. But then the name Peaky Blinders just became associated with anyone yeah. in Birmingham who was part of a gang. That's the coolest thing That's about them. That's pretty cool. Like, yeah. imagine now your name is just now the, the, the slang <laughs> used for a gangster. Oh, yeah. he's a Peaky Blinder. Like, that's that's pretty cool. That like, you've got to be big to, to for that to happen. And... They, they basically, at one point, were running Birmingham. And Birmingham's a city. I mean, it's not a small little quaint town. Yeah. It's a city. So, again, you have to have a lot of influence to be controlling a city. Yeah. And they even got Irish police in to try and put it out. Who on earth calls the Irish? Yeah, my guy called like, the Russians. Of, like, of all, all the people scary. I fear in my life. The Irish. It's not that. No. Were they a thing? I mean, like... I mean, the only thing I know about I- Ireland is that there was the fight against the Catholics and the Protestants, which then split Ireland in two, but that's about it. I mean, you don't go, you guys better stop it, or what? We're going to call the Irish. Your little leprechauns coming. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to the Irish. We, we, we love and appreciate you. Call the Russians. You. Call the Russians. Call, call the Germans at yes, the time. You call see. someone who's going to bring fear. Yeah. Not the Irish. Because the, there is an Irish constable who comes in the show. And, I mean, he's not very scary. He's more of an idiot than yeah. anything. I mean, he's just a really bad guy. He's not, but he's not, like, doesn't strike fear into my bones. Yeah. No. And, but, of course, the Peaky Blinders then just paid them off and we're still calling yeah. the shots. <laughs> so it didn't even work. All their effort <laughs> was for nothing. Now, one of another things that I absolutely loved about the Peaky Blinders shows were the costumes. Yeah. And we actually found out that the Peaky Blinders were very big on how you dress. Yeah. You didn't just show up to work in your sweatpants and a hoodie. That yeah. was not how they did things. At least okay? they, they had something. a dress code, a uniform, okay, where they had to um, wear a peaked flat cap, leather boots, waistcoats, tailored jackets, and silk scarves. And it even extended to their families. Their families had to dress well. Their girlfriends even had to wear pearl necklaces. You had to be able to look at a crowd and be able to point out a Peaky Blinder by the way they were dressed. Which, I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And it had three purposes. One, it set them apart from every other gang who was running around in their holy shorts and missing shoes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you had these immaculate dressed men. Two, it kind of showed their it showed their power and luxury and wealth. Yeah. Now imagine you are a twelve year old boy, you have no parents, you have no food, you're sitting on the side of the street and you see said man walking up. What, what why would you say no? Why? Like Because you wanna be him at the You wanna point be in him. Okay, so it also kind of recruited people. And the third thing which I think is so clever is it actually disempowered the police. Yeah. Because, like I said, you could look at a crowd and peek, peek out, pick out, <laughs> pick out a peaky blinder, 
but they couldn't do anything about it. No power. Peaky Blinders owned Birmingham. Yeah. So, I mean, like, that's also pretty cool. And, I mean, the costumes in the TV show... I'm half the time I don't even listen to the plot. I'm just <laughs> looking at what they are wearing. The lady Polly, yeah, co- Polly Gray, the way she dresses, yeah. Oh my word, guys! The fashion is just oh, it just makes my heart. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But like all great things, they had a downfall, and like I said, they were able to actually control Birmingham for twenty years. That's also a long time, eh? Yeah. Okay, but that didn't last. It didn't last. They did extend their criminal activities to smuggling, robbery, uh, protection rackets, fraud. There's your protection rackets. No. (laughs) And also hijacking. And a couple of members were in prison, but they were always released because why? They basically ran the law enforcement. They actually were not defeated by law enforcement. They were brought down by a rival gang called the Birmingham Boys. Now, the Birmingham Boys were also um, in Peaky, uh, the show Peaky Blinders, and they were run by Billy Kimber. Now, they had a huge, like, they ran the races. So they, they did all the gambling at the races, and the Peaky Blinders wanted their share. That didn't sit well with the Birmingham boys and fights started to break out. And what, because of this, the prominent members of the Peaky Blinders actually moved out of Birmingham into the countryside. What happens when you don't have leadership? It falls apart. Yep. So because of this, the Birmingham boys then actually took over uh, Birmingham. This is what is not from exciting. The Bland- How do you run away? Exactly. Like, why? Like, where are you going? You're supposed to fight till the death. This is what I like about this show because in the show, Tommy Shelby actually shoots Billy Kimber and they win the race track. And then Tommy Shelby makes millions. So, like, yeah. Why did you run run away? No. You guys are not epic. No. Okay. That's. No. That's so disappointing. Says. But Billy Kimber and his boys were also actually defeated and then the Sabini gang actually took over Birmingham. I actually don't know who's in power now. But yeah. Basic. Yeah, actually, I didn't even think about that. Why are you running away? Like, and you the leadership. If your guys uh, haven't run yet, why are you going to hide? They were supposed to fight. They nah, owned fam. Birmingham. They could have put up a good fight. At least if you died fighting, that would have been like at least. Well... Let's look at the show, because the show actually portrays him in such a more dramatic and epic yeah. light. And the show was created by Stephen Knight. And like I said, it is a BBC slash Netflix um, program. And it's a fictionalized version of the Peaky Blinders. And Stephen Knight said this as to why he chose to do the story of the Peaky Blinders. So he said... One of the stories that really made me want to write Peaky Blinders is one my dad told me. His dad gave him a message and said, go and deliver this to your uncles. My dad knocked on the door and there was a table with about eight men immaculately dressed, wearing caps and with their guns in their pockets. The table was covered with money. Just that image, smoke, booze and these immaculately dressed men in the slum in Birmingham, I thought that's the mythology, that's the story, and that's the first image I started to work with. So, I mean, they did sound pretty cool. Yeah. That does sound really cool. But Until they ran. Yeah, my guy. That's, <laughs> that's not what we like to see. So, that's where he started. And the story follows Thomas Shelby, who runs the Peaky Blinder 
um, gang yeah. and his well it's him and his family and he's the head of the family and yeah you're basically following his story and how he makes decisions but you also follow the other characters of the family yeah. like his aunt and his brother and his sister and all that kind of stuff and you get to see into yeah like personal stories their trauma that's one thing the show does is they show trauma very well yeah like my word because thomas shelby they've just got back from world war one they have ptsd then his wife died it's a mess <laughs> it's a mess but it's really well done and basically like i said it's very inaccurate in terms of what happened because the show starts after world war one yeah and most of it happens in the 1920s but like we said the real piggy blinders had actually gone extinct by the 1920s they ran away. and then again we're following this prominent figure thomas shelby and the shelby family who actually don't exist but what was really 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 cool was that this was kind of like a what if series yeah so there's another series a very good series um for all of you you know the americans were the first to land on the moon i don't care about your conspiracy theories <laughs> okay they did uh, <laughs> and this series is basically it was like what happens if the russians had reached the moon first and then they they go on this whole space it's very good it's yeah. called for all of mankind so this is kind of the same thing it's what if what if the peaky blinders had kept power what if the peaky blinders had fought in world war one what would have it been like what if they had been at the time during the stock market crash what what if what if what if and i think they handle that very well for example when they come back from world war one you can see how they are traumatized traumatized yeah. from what they went through in the trenches and it's very brilliant because they literally put the peaky blinders into history and then kind of made things happen in history as a result of the Peaky Blind. Does that make sense? I think that would have been a more epic story. It's so cool. Like in season five is all about the stock market crash and it's Thomas Shelby freaks out because he had so much money invested in America and it's yeah. them trying to get their money back. So then he starts to deal drugs with the Chinese. Yeah, so it's 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 very interesting to see how it would have played out if they were still there. I mean, at one point, Thomas Shelby ends up um, talking to Winston Churchill. They actually bring in real historical characters. Like I said, there was Billy Kimber, who was a real man. Yeah. There was They brought in Charlie Chaplin in season two. There was... Winston Churchill, um, another guy called Oswald Mosley, who is the most revolting character. <laughs> He's a fascist, so we don't appreciate him <laughs> at all. Um, they, so they literally bought in history and all these historical characters. And yeah. it was like, what if the Peaky Blinders were in this time how would it have played out and they do it so well i mean they keep it historically accurate none of the big history like history events change like for example oswald mosley there was an assassination attempt on his life in the show it was thomas shelby who put the assassination attempt <laughs> on so it's like that so it's yeah. like kind of putting them into play which was really good and like i said costumes brilliant set brilliant and Killian Murphy who plays Thomas Shelby is probably one of the best actors I have ever watched on screen <laughs> so if you don't have anything to do this is me telling you to watch Peaky Blind <laughs> it's really worth your time and season six is coming so I'm very keen for that which is bringing in Hitler so that also is going to be very interesting that's exciting right 
So, I mean, yes, these people in real life were a drag. Extremely disappointing. You know, I was so disappointed because I'd watched the show and I was so happy to find out it was based on real life because I love stories that are based on real life. I was like, oh, yes, I'm going to find out more. And then I Googled them. And, and the, you're like, no, no. Where's Thomas Shelby? That was the first thing. <laughs> I was like, where's Thomas Shelby? Where is Thomas Shelby? And it's like, he's not real. Can I tell you? It was like someone shot me. But that would have been disappointing if he was real and he looked like that Okay, guy. that's also true. <laughs> that's also true, because Shane, the real Peaky Blinders are the <laughs> weird looking. Yeah. No offense. Yeah. But uh, if you compare them to the cast, <laughs> it's a joke. It's an actual joke. But I mean, I suppose not everyone can be 100% interesting all the time. But I'm very grateful that the show did such a good job at entertaining me, if that makes sense. Um, Yeah, but go watch it. Nolene hasn't watched it. No. Go watch it. I'm telling you. (laughs) (laughs) But... I think that's all. I mean, there's not much more to say on no. this little gang. No. Uh, Shame. Nolene was very disappointed. She picked the topic, by the way. Yeah, that's because <laughs> I heard about the series. I was like, that's flipping cool. And then you read about the people and you're like, that's not cool at all. At all. She disappointed herself, basically. I did. I did. Have you learned to listen? I, I have. <laughs> but from now until next time. No mourners. No funerals. Like what you're listening to? Follow us on Gab and Twitter at ActiveFM. Instagram at ActiveFM777 and Facebook at forward slash ActiveFM.